I don't want to burn any matches too early. Um, that's a big thing. It's like, you know, you got like a, a book of matches that maybe only have like four or five matches in them. And once they're burned, they're burned. Diz Runs Radio, episode 1132, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just a reminder that if you want some free coaching, I know a guy that gives away some free coaching each and every month. That guy is me. I pick one person, one, I think, lucky, maybe unlucky. Your your mileage may vary, but I think one lucky person to uh, work with me for 16 weeks, whether that culminates in, uh, you know, building up to a race whether that's just maybe coming back from an injury, maybe you know, just kind of not really sure what to do. Give me some, give me some help, coach. Work with me for for four months and uh, kind of get me pointed in a in a good direction, something that I can maintain on my own from there. One way or the other, whatever you want. If you're the one who wins, you get to to kind of decide when we do it. You can hold it in your pocket until a race comes up somewhere down the line. You can cash it in right away. It's totally up to you. And uh, just for the record, it is a totally like custom plan. The same level that I would do if you paid me for it, you just get it for free. So in order to get yourself entered into the drawing that happens at the beginning of each month, point your browser over to disruns.com slash giveaway, or also you can go right there on the homepage, disruns.com. Either way, there's a little button that says click here to enter, bada boom, bada bam. You enter your name, you enter your email address, and you are set and also, for the record, you're automatically re-entered each month. So you only got to do it once. Enter once, have a chance to win every month. And uh, if if your name gets pulled up or, or your number gets called by the random number generator, then uh, you know I'll send you a little note that says, hey, congratulations, you won. Let me know when you want to work together. And the ball will be in your court. You call the shots. You say, yep, let's do it. And we'll do it. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. Homepage, Dizruns.com. Same place to enter. Get yourself in it. Have a chance to win it. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is someone that, uh, near as I can tell from, from looking through social medias, uh, looks forward to a good run and also looks forward to a good beer. And uh, clearly, that makes him one of one of at least most of us. You know, I know there's a, there's a few of us out there, um, but for the most part, he's, he's going to fit right in along here. Just from that, just from that alone, a good run, good beer, he's going to fit in. Um, but I'm looking forward to digging a little bit deeper, getting to know him a little bit better and, uh, you know, not going to waste any more time. So let's get the party started and, and welcome Mr. Brandon Smith to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Brandon. Really appreciate it. Hey, Denny. Uh, this is a lot of fun to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Look at, looking forward to it. Like I said, and y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, want to see some, some good run photos, some good beer photos and, and a little bit of, you know, life and family <laughs> stuff mixed in there as well. Instagram is at Dewey Beer Smith, D E W E Y B E E R S M I T H, at Dewey Beer Smith on the Instagrams. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1132 will get you back to the show notes for today. Uh, as per usual, of everything linked up, anything we talk about, social medias, couple photos, all, all the things, as always, Dizruns.com slash 1132 for today's episode. 
So, Brandon, the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show is with a pretty, uh, pretty simple question. And um, sometimes it's an easy one to answer. Sometimes it's a little bit complicated because, quite frankly, there's a whole host of good answers out there, good options to choose from. Uh, but one way or the other, it usually gives plenty of, of fodder for future parts of the conversation. That's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Ah, my, uh, so right now, I'd say in the past uh, two years, I'm definitely going to say the 100-mile distance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Crazy 100-mile people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Why, why do you enjoy the 100 miles? Why it is, uh, it's a, a fantastic challenge. Uh, and it's usually going to, you know, take place somewhere, uh, that's, it's really beautiful to be. Mm. Um, so I, I guess most trail races, most ultras are anyway, but that hundred really gets you in there. And, um, I just, I love the challenge. I love the thought that it's, uh, not normal, but, um, it, it, it seems it's, you know, it's just, it's it's very achievable. I think anybody can do it if they want to do it. That's kind of the key there. You have to want to do it. So I want to do it. I love to do it. And that's kind of what I uh, I gear myself towards. You, I always know when I'm talking to an, an ultra runner, when, when something along the lines of like 100 miles being achievable is is a statement that is made. Because, I mean, it, it, but I think you're, you also caveated it perfectly, that you really have to want to do it. Because, yeah. um Quite frankly, I'm not at a point where I want to. Like, like you know, I've I've gotten up to 45 miles. Um, so awesome. you know, I I could obviously could clearly get to 50. Like that's that's that wouldn't be too much of a factor, I don't think. Probably 100k. Yeah. You know, is 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 within the the realistic range of of where I'm at right now. Um, and that's more than enough. That's more than enough for me. But yeah, yeah. as soon as you actually that 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 switch flips and you're like, I'd like to try it. You already have enough there mm-hmm. um, just from hearing it that you could you could do it. It all depends on how fast you want to do it, where you want to do it, right. you know, your surroundings and all those things. But you have it in you if you want to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do. And I, I'm trying to walk that slippery slope of like I can r- sort of wrap my head around it. But, you know, if I, if I put too many things out here on the show, then people start to remember that time. You were talking to that Smith <laughs> yeah. guy, and, and you said that you might yeah. do it, you know. And so I got to gotta be careful because yeah, people be careful. hold my words against me. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'm curious to dig into the hundred a little bit, but let's let's kind of sure. start closer to the to the beginning, uh, before maybe before the hundred miles, and uh, just kind of you know where where'd you get started in, in running, Brandon? Is it something that's been a long part of your life, something that uh, came to you in, in adulthood? Like where'd you where'd you get started in the sport? Yeah, um, actually, I think it's I think anybody. So I uh, my background is I played uh, college soccer at Lehigh University in Pennsylvania, and I think if you um, if you asked any of my teammates, and my brother was actually a teammate of mine there as well, my older brother. Uh, if you asked anybody on that team who was the least likely to explore anything beyond a mile, it, <laughs> it, I would have popped up. Uh, I was very strictly um, short distance speed, totally would gas out um, on all of our mile challenges, our three mile challenges, all those preseason runs. So like uh, I was in the backpack. Mm. Um, well, you know, the rest of my teammates were were incredibly fit, but I, I was always on the fastest end on like the, like the short distance, the hundred meters and stuff like that. So, uh, I'd say growing up, it's funny to say, I always hated running. Um, and I, I I think that was because I was always running for somebody else and never for myself. So it took until, um, my, I was turning 27. So my wife's a really great runner, um, all throughout high school 
and she continues and she's a fantastic marathoner and dabbles in uh, ultra distances. But um, so I think me hanging out with her and seeing her do a couple races, um, I'm 41 now, but I ran my first marathon when I was turning 27. The day of my 27th birthday was my first marathon experience. And I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, I didn't eat. I didn't drink. Um, my training was suspect, but I was still young enough and dumb enough where I thought because I was a good athlete, you know, that it wouldn't matter. Like I had no experience beyond, you know, I didn't train beyond 14 or 15 miles, I think, or something like that. But uh, it, it's, it, it wasn't a total disaster getting through it. I honestly, I was like, I'm going to run 27 miles that day because it's my 27th birthday. I'm just going to keep going forward. But I'm pretty sure I collapsed right after the uh, finish line. <laughs> so right after that, that, like probably that afternoon, I was like, I'll never do this again. I will never do this again. Uh, and it took me 10 years to the day to do another marathon. And then so I was like 36, 37. Wow. And then all of a sudden I did one. And I trained properly, you know, I was reading more about it and my athletic life had slowed down a little bit where I was doing less beach volleyball, less basketball, less flag football, less, you know, side soccer and all this stuff. Cause, um, and so I was, I was engaged in getting a little bit more into it and I started actually kind of hitting some goals and that's really where like I got hooked mm -hmm. was, you know, how to like actually train and, you know, and set a goal and reach it and things like that. So uh, a couple marathons under my, my belt, and then I got the itch to be like 50K. Huh. <laughs> that's kind of cool. It's on a trail, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where, I guess, in a nutshell, where the running came about. I um chuckling here to myself, and people that have listened to the show for a while have heard bits and, bits and bobs of this story, but... Um, feels like our first marathons were pretty similar because I was the same same way. Like first first uh, or longest long run was probably a week before the the marathon. It was probably 14 <laughs> miles. Um, yeah, a week before too. Yeah, right? a week great. before, of course. And uh, <laughs> I, I legit thought that I was gonna crush it. Like well, maybe not yeah. crush it, but like like oh yeah, four hours, no factor because I ran you know 14 miles yeah. in in two hours and five minutes or whatever, and that's more than halfway. Yep. So like that, well, that you can be keep a, that going. Yeah, you just right. keep it keep it right along and and no no problem at all. And um. And then also, like, I swore it off by about mile 19 or 20 when I'm death marching in for the last 10K. Like, um, yeah, I'll never do this again. But it didn't take me a decade to come back. It took me only a year to, to do it again. Um, but, uh, you know, curious for, from, from just kind of some of the lead up to your story there. Um, your wife is a runner, and, and yeah. I, yep. I got to feel like she's seeing some of this preparation for the first marathon um, or maybe lack thereof of preparation for the first marathon. Um, did she just keep her, her mouth shut? Did she try to tell you that, uh, Hey, Hey, uh, honey, you might, you might need to, to run a little bit more. Like, like what was her role beyond supportive spouse in the, the, the training for the first or the, again, maybe the potential lack thereof training for the first marathon. That was actually her first marathon too. Okay. Um, and prior to that, uh, I don't know if she's, uh, she had ever ran more than, uh, uh you know, I, I don't know, like 10K or more. So it was uh, more really high-end speed uh, areas. So that was definitely her first time, too. 
but yeah, there was definitely some, you know, you really need to, to get more mileage in uh, throughout the way. <laughs> so but her training was, was you know, a little better than yours for the first marathon. It, yeah. She qualified for Boston right away okay. on her first shot. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, <laughs> she had a totally different experience. And then, so, so yeah. she keeps going and you're, like you said, then for the decade, you're kind of dabbling in some other things, still being active, yep. but not, not necessarily yep. running. What was, yep. what, was it just watching her and, and her progress that, that kind of, spurred you to, to maybe take it, I don't want to say take it more seriously, but, but get back into the, the longer distance waters. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's definitely, um, uh, so I went, you know, we, we love being each other's crew member. Mm. So even a marathon needs, you know, some crew support and it was just so much fun to be around that scene and everyone is so supportive and positive. Uh, it was just like, it's so contagious that I was like, what am I doing? I got to get kind of back into this. Um, I think that's pretty much how it, it kind of, yeah, reignited. Right. And I had enough time, enough time to recover after the, uh, the first one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So run the first couple, like you said, or, you know, first couple of marathons back and you start to hear about these, these races longer than, than a marathon was, was, um, what was, what was the, the intro to the ultra world? Was it, uh, was it your wife as well? Was it, was it somebody else running community? Like, how did you kind of hear about these, these things that are on trails and, you know, just kind of sometimes keep going on seemingly forever? Um, uh, I can't recall. It was so foreign. Mm. Um, and so out of like our view, uh, that that was a completely different world. And I guess, I mean, it's like, it's part of my daily view now. So I don't know if it's become a little bit more mainstream in the past, uh, or you're just in the bubble. So you see it. Yeah. I'm just really, but I can't recall exactly how I found the, so I found the first one and somehow I talked my wife, Holly into doing it as well. Um, she really kind of didn't need to jump into that, but it was like, she's on for the adventure. So, um, she was, she was cool. And I think she was like slightly coming off an injury too. So she couldn't really, um, get all that. She finished first in, uh, the women's again, she's, she's <laughs> very good. So, uh, and then we got, so this was the Algonquin 50 K in Pocomoke, Maryland. And, um, it is, it is this, uh, mixture of really soft trails super muddy trails and then you're at there are some points that you're like almost in knee deep water um and thorns and you know it's not a tough mudder or something like that it's still like a, it's, a it's trail, trail race but it yeah. is it is it's got some gnarly um trails so it's it's cool and it's like a badge of honor and everyone at that race uh, i've never seen that spirit like uh it it's it's becoming almost impossible to get into. It sells out like within the first twenty minutes, kind of thing, yeah. and people are obsessed with returning. It's awesome. Oh, that's, I mean that's and that's how you know from a, from a race company side of things, that's what you want. You know, if you're putting on a good enough race that people want to keep coming back. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It just sucks for those of us that might you know one day want to dip our toes into it. Like you know, got to you got to be Johnny on the spot to to you sign up it. and you hope do. that everything works. You know, have that. Have that button ready. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, you, you get get off road. Was that was that an appealing thing for you uh, of of being on the, the trails versus the road? Was that was that a big a big kind of you know selling point, if you will, for the longer distances? 
yeah, I think the outdoor experience. So I've always like my whole marathon outlook was I just did our, our local marathon. We, we have uh, one in the winter and one in the spring. And my whole thing was like, I get to sleep in my bed. Mm-hmm. I know where to park. I know where to go to the bathroom. I know the race director. Uh, I know where my family's going to be. Like it's all home field advantage. And like, that's how I saw my, like my, my race day experience. And that's what I wanted. And then this thing popped in and, and it was like, you know, totally different. I didn't know anything, didn't know anyone had barely spent any time on that trail. And I was so blown away by that whole experience. I was like, all right, now I'm, I'm getting out there and going to taste as much as possible. So we don't have a ton of trails here in Rehoboth beach. We do have a beautiful, um, kind of cinder trail that goes around uh, state park but you know, through we don't have any like elevation gain or any like winding trails that you know go through woods really. So uh, our trail experience here is gorgeous views, but not really like the standard. What, what I think, think is about. maybe standard. Yeah. Yeah. So I do. I do probably like eighty percent still on the road. Mm-hmm. Which. I don't know. I like, I, I do mostly r- road running as well, um, for, for training. And for me, it's a convenience factor. Like it's, you walk out the door and yeah, you're good to go exactly. versus having to, to yep. drive to a trailhead somewhere. Um, but I think yep. sometimes that makes for me, at least the, the trail a little bit, you know, like, I hate to say that you take, take it for granted, but I feel like, you know, if I was running the, the, the trails every day, I might take it for granted a little yeah. bit. And now it's kind of a special occasion oh, yeah. when yeah. I, when I get out there. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I totally agree because we would, uh, yeah, we just become a little bit more normalized. I mean, we, mm-hmm. I live at the beach, and the, you know, the, all of a sudden the beach becomes a little bit more normalized. Right. And, you know, people come from all around to go to the beach, and you're like, yeah, it's just the beach. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't say just the beach, but I'm like, it's you know, if we're you know, a week or two would go by without us making plans to, to go see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you've you know, yeah, kind of dropped out of that. For sure, for sure. I, I grew up a slightly different beach, but on the on the shore of Lake Michigan, which is still a pretty pretty darn big uh, yeah. big lake and, and yeah. quali- qualifies as a beautiful. Beach. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. it's like I'm just like eh. But I've, I I don't like sand, so the beaches have never been a, a thing for me. But anyway, I digress. I've tor- yeah, I've touristed there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so you you get out there, you you really enjoyed the experience. Like, like you said, it was it was really something that that you appreciated just the whole environment, the experience. Can can you point a finger or or, or put to words what it was about the experience that was so dramatically different from the the home field advantage local uh you know road marathon that was really like Mm -hmm. oh wait this is my thing yeah i think it was more about mental um toughness Mm -hmm. than about um just like natural um speed Mm -hmm. um so the trails offer some athleticism right um and uh some problem solving you know i get you know road racing does too but for the problem solving but it just became it was more of an adventure Mm -hmm. and less of taking off road miles and like i mean so a marathon you can run at any pace you really do but I, i do enjoy trying to become better every single time and marathons are redline you're just like redlining it as close as possible if you're trying to run your your fastest you know trail is is different um where uh you can improve you can you know finish you know where you want your goals and not it's more about sustaining and and being smart experience um 
I mean, I guess you can, you can totally say experience, of course, matters in, in road racing too. It just kind of—it's a different sport, and I just—I don't know—I took to that. No, it is, and and it's something that I don't think that I really grasped, and I don't know—I don't know how many people can really grasp it until you've ex- really experienced a bit on both sides of the coin. Um, and and one isn't necessarily better than the other. Of course, we all, all probably have our preferences. Some people like roads a little bit more. Some people like the trails a little bit more. Um, but it's—it's—I I just kept thinking when you were talking about you know in, on the road always trying to run a little bit faster, improve on your time. And I feel like on the trail, you could run the same trail race one year to the next, you know, and, and this year be an hour slower yet have run by all accounts, a better race based on trail conditions and things like that, which just doesn't quite translate in that same way on the road. Yes. Right. Yeah. There'd have to be some really weird weather thing happening for, for that to, to be on the roadside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's just a different sport. And, um, I just find it a lot more fun. There's definitely wackier people involved. You know, the aid stations are wild. Um, there's just so much energy. It's so cool. Yeah, I totally agree. So you get out there, you enjoy it, it all of the different aspects of, of the trail running and, and a little bit longer than the marathon. Um, but if, if my, my math is correct, if I, if I remember my, my numbers that you gave earlier from when you started running and the, the decade break and getting back into it, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. there wasn't, wasn't that much time frame between dipping your toes into, into 50 K's and, and trail running and climbing the ladder pretty quickly up to, you know, starting to, to dabble at the hundred mile distance. So what was, what was that progression like? Yeah. Was it relatively smooth? Was it as quick as I, I feel like I have it in my head, you know, in terms of just a couple few years maybe, or, or uh, am I missing something there? Yeah, it was, um, it was like 16 months, I think. So February, 2020 was my first 50 K and then I did run rabbit run in steamboat, Colorado, in September 2021. Okay. Um, I did, I, I mean, I immediately got, after that, I was like, okay, what's next? So, uh, the, like, so I went from February and then I did the JFK 50 in November Mm -hmm. and then followed it back up again with, uh, Algonquin in February. And then from February to September, I jumped into run rabbit run. Wow. That is, it, I, I don't know. On the one hand, I feel like it's just insanely quick, but I think maybe it kind of goes back to something you said earlier about just how, um, you know, if you've got the fitness there and you really, it, to, to, to do any type of solid distance, you know, marathon, 50K-ish, whatever, um, if you've got that in place and and the desire to go farther, um, you, you maybe you can climb pretty pretty quickly. And is that kind of, I don't know if, I, if I'm asking a, a question that makes sense, but is that kind of what, what helped you go from, you know, kind of just getting started and 16, 18 months later running your first hundred was just like, I just really enjoy this and want to keep pushing farther and farther. Yeah, it was that. Like once I hit the 50, I was like, all right, I got it. I I didn't want to, I didn't even mess with the hundred (laughs) K. That seems like an odd number. I know it looks, it looks good, you know, on the hundred K, but not on the mileage. It's it's a weird number for me. So I was like, let's go, let's do the hundred and see what happens there. Um, but it, it's all been desire and like, it's just what I really, really wanted to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what was, what was your first, you said run rabbit. What was, what was the, the hundred mile experience like? Was it, um, everything you thought it would be? Was it, was it tougher? Yes. Was it easier? Was it all of the above? Yes. Like how did, how did that day plus shake itself out for you? I don't think there was any easier part. <laughs> um, but it, it was, it was, uh, everything I hoped it would be as far as challenge, as far as crazy, as far as it was beautiful, it was gorgeous. 
Um, it was, it, you know, I, so here in Rehoboth Beach, I can go for a 20 mile run and get 80 feet of elevation gain. <laughs> Run, rabbit, I laughed because I lived in Florida for 20 years and like I, I yeah. exactly the same situation. You know the, yep. you know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I took a lot of pride of putting myself in the Rockies right. and you know, was, um, I think my watch got somewhere like 16,000 feet elevation gain. They say like 20,000. Right. Uh, so, you know, who like knows, a decade, but, decades um, worth of, uh, of elevation in, in a, oh, in a totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. So yeah, I no, I just, I, so many great, you know, memories. Um, and my, my wife being the, the, you know, the, the stud, she paces me for the last 40 miles of that race. Um, and we've done that twice now. So, um, you know, it's just, it's fun to do it. It's kind of our date. It's our date weekend. Um, it's, it's a reason for traveling as well, somewhere beautiful. So, uh, it's just a, a huge experience all in one that, you know, you don't get to experience the Rockies very often. So, yeah. Yeah, unless, From this unless you're one of those people that lives in the Rockies, then you just start to take it for granted, just like when you live at the beach or when you live wherever. Like Exactly. Right? I've definitely fantasized about living there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so did I hear you correctly that, 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 that Run Rabbit is the, the race you've run, the 100 you've done twice? I did, yeah, I did it at uh, uh, September 2021 and then this previous September 2022. Gotcha. Is, is yep. that... Um, and, and like you said, you kind of make it a, a weekend, get away with the wife and, and, and have a little yep. date and, and make it, make it kind of y'all's thing. Is that something that, yep. that you could, that, that, you know, there's been talks or plans or, or whatever to kind of make that continue to make that a, a semi-regular, if not annual, if not every couple of years type of, type of thing for y'all. And this one definitely feels like home away from home, like steamboat Springs at this point. Cause I was also fortunate enough to, uh, book my time. Um, that was like six to eight weeks out before, before this to do a camp there, um, on my own, you know, like a camp session, which is like three or four days, um, you know, functional overtraining kind of, um, you know, get long, a long week in there, like 20 hours, um, uh, in the mountains. So it, it, even the, the process of getting there is so much fun and to be able to like spend some time there prior. So yes, steamboat, I was like, totally in my heart um just it happens to be the second week of school and we have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old and it's it's tough to get away Mm -hmm. during that transitional time so i'm taking a break this year i'd love to get back i will always go back like i think i want to check off 500 miles at some point in my life um with that said i so i i kind of have a goal of of doing 100 for the you know for 20 years in a row Mm. Just it's arbitrary. It can change. Right. Like something else can happen, and I'm I'm fine if it doesn't happen. But I think it'd be cool and fun to do that. So gotcha. right now that's the goal. But so I'm not going back this year. Um, I do have one coming up in April. Um, this will be my first flat one. Mm-hmm. Totally different experience, obviously. Um, and this one is close by. It's uh, the CNO Canal 100 in Maryland, and that's uh, at the end of April. But then I'm I'm go. I, I'm going out west for the Cascade Crest in July. And as as you know, as we all, I think most all of us in the running community know, once once you kind of get uh, get bit by whatever distance bug, man, it it starts to take yeah. over. And uh, yeah, sounds yeah. like like you're definitely there with the hundred milers. Um, 
couple of, of random, well, I guess I'll ask one first and we'll see if I get back to the sure. second one or not. Um, but having done run rabbit a couple of times, which, which again, up in, up in the mountains, you know, whatever it is, starts at 8,000, 10,000, some, some thousand feet versus, you know, your it does. 14 inches yeah. above sea level. Like you 70, are when you're at yeah, home. 7,500. Yeah. Um, what's, what is the bigger challenge or, or maybe there it's, it's equally challenging, but in different ways between the, the elevation gain and loss of the race and the elevation in terms of oxygen level and not being close to sea level. Like, like you train, obviously mostly at sea level, you might get to camp, but it's still, that's, that's not nearly the yeah. same thing as living there. No. What's, what's, which one for you has been more of a challenge when you go out there for the race? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people will say like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you go from sea level and then go do that? So I do prescribe to, um, basically if you can't live there and you can't, uh, be there three, three weeks prior to acclimate to the altitude, uh, your general fitness level is your best bet. Mm-hmm. So I do prescribe to that. Like my fitness level has to be, you know, as high as I can get it, you know, right. within reason. And then unfortunately, so I think the altitude is easier. It does start to weigh on you and it does mess with your eating and your breathing. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, we're not like clipping away as our fastest as possible. Right. So I think they're, you know, like, uh, I think at our speeds, it's, it's less of a, you know, overall impact as if we were trying to like do a 5k, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely the, um, elevation gain and probably even worse is the elevation loss where you're coming back down. That's, that's the killer. My legs just definitely don't want to work afterwards. Um, you know, through, through it where you're kind of fast hiking it out. Yeah. But it's, um... that's, that's the hardest. I've, I've long been a proponent of, or maybe not a proponent. I don't know what the, I've long been something, whatever, whatever the something is where I feel like so often when we talk about running Hills in the, in the running community, whether it's Hill repeats or, or a hillier race or whatever, we're so focused on the running, the ups and, and getting stronger to, to, to be able to climb. Um, but I think there's a, 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 you know, painting with a broad enough brush. I think there's a major oversight into, practicing running downhill and, and getting comfortable running downhill, not breaking as much so that you're not just shredding your, your quads as, as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it kind of sounds like that's like, again, not that you have a, a great opportunity to practice and, and train ups or downs with, with where you live. Um, but it kind of sounds like, like, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if you had one or the other that you could train for, it sounds like it'd be more helpful to train on, on more downhills than, than ups, eh? I think that's the, yeah, the general, like, uh, that's generally the thought. Um, I mean, I just, I don't live in the mountains. Right. So. Yeah. And, and there's no way to, I mean, there's like no. there's no real way to train for that unless there's no there. real yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can jack the, uh, the treadmill all the way up. Um, but it's still not the same. Um, and I, I, I listen, like I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially in the ultra space, and there just isn't really a def- like, you know, there's so many disagreeing minds, mm. smart minds that have, uh, you know, something about the treadmill too. So, yeah, um, it's really, you just got to get out there and do it, but, yeah. or just enter with, you know, the best possible fitness and go, you know, have realistic goals, I guess. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's always my, um, angle as a coach when I, when I'm working with somebody, I've, I've got a, a, an athlete right now who's 
um, eyeballing Run Rabbit as a as a 50, the fifty mile version. You know the the, the halfway nice. the halfway point, and he Do lives it. in D.C. Stop so it's by. it's kind of one of those where yeah. he's like, I don't know what I don't know what the what the um you know the, how that that atmosphere you know the the, the oxygen is gonna be gonna. I'm just like, dude, you just gotta yeah. be the, the the more fit you are, the less it, yeah. like, it's still gonna be a thing, but like that's your best yeah. your best yeah. bet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Tell him to go do it. Yeah. Well, now he's, now he's here. <laughs> Stop so, eyeballing. Yeah. Put the, go, put the sign up in. Yeah. Go do it. Just go do, do it. it. Make a plan. Um, he'll love it. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad, I'm glad that you can say that and you can speak from the, the perspective of you live at sea level. So, you know, you, you, it's, it's something yeah. worth, it's, it's a challenge, but you know, again, you start getting to, to 50, you know, in this case, it'd be his, his longest race ever. Like it's always going to be a challenge. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's never going to be just easy peasy 50 miles or a hundred miles or whatever. Like, you know, it's just part of the process. I will say the, the, the race directors for run rabbit and the crew and the, um, even the high level runner, it's, it's such an amazing experience. It's so well done. It's so cool. It happens during some of the most beautiful time of the year. The Aspens are just starting to turn yellow. Like you can't beat it. That would be a great first 50. Well, it's going to set the bar really high as far as expectations. <laughs> right. So, right. but enjoy it. Go yeah, do it. For sure. Um, then, you you know, the other thing that I had thought about and good, I'm going to circle back to it, which doesn't always happen. But, um, you know, the, the next, the next hundred on the list is uh, a, a fair bit flatter. It sounds like than than what you've done at yep. run rabbit. And you said that it's going to be obviously quite, quite different. Um, but for those that maybe aren't quite aware of, of why a flat hundred mile could be hard in a different way or, or as hard in a different way, um, what, what is the concern about running relatively flat for a hundred miles or the challenge, maybe not the concern, but the challenge? I mean, no doubt. Like, so I have time goals, but when, anytime I'm like coming up to this, it's like my first goal is to finish. Mm -hmm. And then I started making other goals. There's, I just respect the, uh, the distance so much. There's so much that can happen. It could be, you know, anything from your GI, mm -hmm. your stomach to weather to so much can pop up. Um, so I just, um, it's, it's going to be one heck of a challenge. Uh, it's kind of a rainy time of year. I, I actually like rain. I like cold. So that, that could help me, um, but yeah, I, um, it's fun. It's kind of, it's a lot of fun to try to judge, um, a goal time for this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I also got to imagine that, uh, being flat, that, um, certain muscle fatigue of the same, <laughs> the same motion for 20 plus hours. Um, so yeah, that there's was some, there's some fun new challenges. That was that was my first impression when you were like, yeah, it's you know, it's a whole uh, still you know, whole other challenger exactly. However you you worded it, that's kind of how I how I heard it because it's just like, as as much as ups and downs uh, on on a on a hilly course or a mountain course, like like that obviously brings its own challenges to it. But it also you know mixes up your body a little bit, and sometimes you use your glutes a little bit more, and sometimes you you you're using your quads a little bit more, and your stride changes, and it like like it kind of has a way yeah. sometimes you know to a certain extent Muscle, to different kinda, muscles for yeah, sure yeah mixing up mixing up the things a little bit so that the fatigue kind of is is more evenly spread out hopefully and and maybe longer <laughs> to to set right. in, um, but yeah you know you get into a little bit more of a of a set it and forget it um, and just kind of same same terrain. Um, yeah, yep. there's, there's definitely that, that chance of, of really, you know, setting into certain fatigue pretty quickly. I mean, that quickly, but I guess so. earlier than you would like to. No, be, yeah. You know. 
Right, right, right. And aiming for 20 hours for this one? So I'm all over the board. So one, yeah, um, I want to finish. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Um, I, I make, I definitely like dead set on sub 24 because I think that's like a, a cool goal is to like do it like under 24 hours. And then I started looking at it a little bit more and I'm like, you know, my best day, I could probably pull off a 20 hour. Um, a lot of stuff can happen where I'm on that pace and all of a sudden it's like, I'm looking at like a 23 hour. Right. And then I got to make sure I'm like under 24. So, um, I, I'll have, I'll have plans and I don't like quit to the next plan, but I'm, you know, I, I can like be realistic and, and change my, like my, my, my plan, you know, depending on how the rest of the days is going on. So that loosely, I would love, like, I'd say 20 somewhere like sub 21 is my, my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. It's, it's in real, it's, it's not, you know, that's like, so 20 hours is uh, a 12 mile pace and that sounds slow. Mm. Maybe to some, you know, I, I, I definitely prescribe to, um, my fast is someone's slow and my slow is someone's fast. Right. And Absolutely. I love that. And runner, you know, everyone should, you know, have their own. So I know 12 minutes doesn't sound like a world beater, but it's tough. Well, that's, and that's, I was going to kind of dig into that a little bit. So I'm glad that you brought it up because I, I feel like, um, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but like, it's easy to look at, at a hundred miles in 24 hours. And you start to crunch the numbers and, and, you know, whatever that exactly shakes out to be, it's four, 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 four minutes and whatever, four, or four miles and change, four and a quarter miles per hour, something like that. And, yep. you know, again, for, for a lot of folks, not everybody, but, but for a lot of folks, like, you know, you can, you can knock out four and a quarter miles in an hour and not feel yeah. like you work too yep. hard and, and right. feel like there's still plenty of, of gas in the tank. Um, but to, to turn that like clockwork for 24 hours um, that's a whole yeah. different grind than what, you know, that, that like at what point, and, and maybe because of run rabbit, maybe it's, it's hard to, to gauge, but and, and with the, with the, the altitude and the, the elevation changes and whatnot, but like, at what point does it, do you, you know, when you're looking ahead to this race now, when you're like, all right, 21 hours, 20 hours, something like that would be like a, a great, a great time. Um, yeah. do, do you factor in like, try to run even splits throughout? Do you factor in like, all right, I need to run you know, the first, the, the first, um, you know, hour, get about five miles in, like not a massive buffer, but a little bit of buffer so that when you stop at aid stations or things like that, you're not like, like, how do you strategize for maintaining this, this pace, um, yeah. over the, the, you know, 24 hours to, to however long it takes type of, type of thing. Yeah. I think only a special few can really do like a, uh, negative split right. over a hundred, right. um, like the Nick Curry's, like just like the real, um, real professional ones. So, uh, but I'm not, uh, I also don't, you know, you can't like, like rip off a, like a first marathon and expect to just bank it. Mm-hmm. So like I will, um, I'll be using like, um, I do, I probably will, I'll, I'll chunk it up into either like a marathons or, um, you know, 20 mile increments Mm -hmm. and use those as, um, sort of separate goal times. I, I definitely believe like my first 20 and 40 will probably be a little bit quicker. Um, I, 
I do. I don't want to burn any matches too early. Um, that's a big thing. It's like you know, you got like a a book of matches that maybe only have like four or five matches in them. And once they're burned, they're burned. You can't you can't get them back. So uh, I do want to save my matches for for later on. Um, but I believe once I hit mile seventy, I'm going to be feeling feeling that that typical mile 70 and regardless if I've been a good boy and following good paces early on or if I went out a little too excited but um I yeah I I mean specifically if I'm trying to like do this 12 I'm thinking I can do like 1050s for a while to 1115s to and then I just like slowly gradually try to like do that last marathon with like a 12 minute pace or something like that would be the ideal ideal thing we'll see how that right well then you know it's one of my one of my favorite quotes is i I believe it's attributed to mike tyson but there's various you know iterations out (laughs) there like everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face and it's like you can have this this perfectly detailed plan and then yeah you know there's there's a blister that pops up at mile 17 or or you know some type of stomach turns or or whatever and all of a sudden you know scrap everything and you know, start fresh and, and see what you can do. Yeah. If you can't eat, like your body is just not going to mm-hmm. continue doing what you want it to do. Uh, if you can't drink, you can't keep stuff down, uh, you know, all those things come into play. So I do have, you know, I definitely have, you know, two to three different plans to like go back to. And then of course the last one is just finished no matter what, Yeah. no matter what, sure. no matter what. Um, wow. I mean, it's, I, I'm still just kind of my head spinning a little bit about, um, just hundred miles in general, but then like, you know, like I said, I've done the math before of like, Oh yeah, just four and a half miles an hour. Like no big deal. But like, no, that's, that's a, that's a deal. That is a big time deal to just keep grinding it all the way through. Um, like you said, mile 70, things start to, to happen. And, and again, you know, you, you, you can scale this up and down cause not everybody that's listening is, is ultra marathon or a hundred mile or whatever, but like whatever distance you're running. Um, I think that, that most of us have, have been in, in situations, whether it's, you know, mile nine of a half marathon or, or, you know, 18, 19, 20 of the marathon or again, wherever it is in, on a scale of terms of like, I've been running for a long time. This kind of sucks. Yeah. And the finish line right. is still a chunk away, chunk away. Like we're not, we're not in the last yeah. half a mile. Like, like, like right. we've got a ways to go. Um, what, what, what works for you or has worked for you in, in whether it's at, at run rabbit or other ultras that you've done where you've had some of those similar struggles, um, I know, I know, you know, we talked earlier about the mental side and, and the want to do it and how important that is, but in the moment, what, what works for you? Is it a, is it a mantra? Is it, is it, uh, you know, your wife being the crew or is it, is it some other, like, like what kind of helps you keep going when you get into that, that pain cave or the, the this sucks cave or whatever, whatever you want to, however you want to classify it from, you know, whatever it is, mile 70 to the end or, or something like that. Yeah, that's a great question. I definitely have mantras that I use, um, my, you know, our girls, they're, they're, you know, it's just fun to picture them and, Mm -hmm. you know, all their energy. So, but like once the mind starts to go, like, it's hard to like, for me personally to like get back into the mantra, it just doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, my wife will talk to me the entire time. That doesn't matter. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to like talk to you back, but (laughs) you can keep talking if you want. Uh, so she's got lots of positive and, and a lot of energy, but, I think I do. I I guess I'm maybe I'm gifted. I can basically remove my mind and just keep going forward, like no matter what. So, um, the like I'll hit a wall, 
Like, I, so this past one, I definitely hit a wall and like my legs just did not want to go. So, you know, it was just like, all right, well, it is what it is. Let's, you know, I, I couldn't run anymore. It was more of like a trot, uh, fast hike, hike, um, all those things. And, um, we had been through several hailstorms and pouring rain from like 1am to 4am. So that was, but it was one of those things where it's like, you got to keep moving. So I don't know. I guess I'm just, I think I'm pretty good. Uh, not of like surviving like pain, Mm -hmm. um, but just like removing my mind, um, from like, I don't have, I don't worry about how much is left kind of thing. It just, we're just going to keep going. Well, that's, that's a big piece of the puzzle, I think. And and something that, um, I certainly have, have struggled with, um, maybe not as much recently, but in my early running days in my, in my, you know, first marathon underprepared, not knowing what I was getting myself into days where it's just like, like you, you almost can't let yourself do the math of like, Oh my gosh, I've still got nine miles to go, or I've still got 20 miles to go or whatever the case might be. Um, because it seems so, I mean, it is daunting. It's still a long freaking way. It is. Um, it is. But if you could, you know, can, can I get to that tree? Can I get to, you know, whatever? Can I, can I get to, you know, that rock or whatever, whatever the landmarks are and just kind of break it down into more manageable pieces and don't let your mind get caught up in how much farther to go. Um, that's something yeah. I've learned the hard way. It sounds like you've kind of, you know, like you said, blessed, lucked into it, whatever. Like that's, that's really been a piece yeah. that's fallen into place for you relatively easily. I'm like, I'm out here. Where else? You know, I have nowhere else to be. Like, right. I don't have to be somewhere. So, might as well. You know, like this is what I'm doing today. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's you know, and and that's the one of the beauties of of especially longer distance running, starting to get into the ultra world of like, you know, I'm just going to be out here, and you know, sometimes it's going to be relatively smooth sailing, um, and sometimes it's going to be a little bit of more of a slog and a little bit more of of uh, you know hiking and walking and and doing what we got to do. Um, yep. but you know, there's, there's worse places you could, you could be, uh, struggling through for 10 or 12 hours than, than out in the woods that, you know, Absolutely. some beautiful it place. Is, yes. It is a gift to be out there struggling. It really is like, so I'm very fortunate and blessed to be able to go out there and do that. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're, uh, getting, getting to a point, I think where it feels like we're kind of wrapping up here, Brandon, I, I've got, uh, one, one last philosophical question for you um and kind of the kind of like the introductory question very open-ended um and i usually am pretty good about not doing any follow-ups after this no promises but i'm usually pretty good at just kind of letting things set after this um i'm just curious you know at this at this point in your life and and kind of with with where running has taken you in the or you know how running has has really i don't want to say taken over your life but you know like getting back into it four or five years ago and and kind of dipping your toes in that that first marathon back to where we are now getting ready for your third hundred, fourth hundred, maybe even running a hundred every year for the next, you know, 18 years. If my numbers are, are somewhat on point. Um, yep. why do you do it? Why, why is running such an important piece of, of your, your life's puzzle, um, at this point with young kids and family life yeah. and work and all the things, why, why is running still such an important piece to, to the mix? Um, I am a, a, my whole life has been, you know, it has been dedicated in one way to some sport, you know, to sport. So, uh, I think this is the most sustainable, uh, way to continue. Like I just can't do these, like I can't play basketball, beach volleyball, soccer, football, as well as I used to. And those are harder. Like this can keep, like, I love the challenge. I love the discipline. Uh, I, funny enough, I do think it is sustainable. So, 
because uh, it's slower. Um, so that's why I do it. Um, I love staying involved in sport. Uh, I love, you know, a fitness level. I love a good challenge. Uh, I love setting goals. Um, I am the biggest fan of the process. Like the race day is the celebration. I really actually enjoy the process. So I think those are all my reasons. Gotcha. Well, keep on keeping on my friend and, and y'all, if you want to continue to follow along and, and watch Brandon, um, tackle, hopefully a couple of, a couple more hundreds this year, um, at Dewey beer Smith on the Instagrams. Uh, again, D E W E Y beer, B E E R S M I T H on Instagram. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1132 will get you back to the show notes for today. We'll have everything linked up as per usual. If, if Algonquin sounds exciting for you, we'll have a link there, but you know, you better, you better know when it's, when the sign up is and, uh, be, be well, well versed in the process. That's uh, correct. Cause you don't That's have time right. to dawdle. Uh, but anyway, nope. uh, Brandon, thanks for, uh, for, for making the time today. Um, and, Denny, and thank you. Yeah, thanks no, for... it's, it's certainly my, my pleasure and certainly wish you nothing but the best at, at the, the flat hundred and the hundreds beyond and, <laughs> and who knows maybe somewhere <laughs> along the line we'll we'll meet up on a trail somewhere and um that would be awesome. share some real or conversation beer, over the know. over yep. the course and maybe a beer as well absolutely but thanks for the time today brandon nothing be but the best going forward you too danny thank you all right y'all thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show hope you enjoyed the conversation between brandon and myself and as per usual be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode what was your uh takeaway du jour du jour um, for me, it was it was it's a bit of a dichotomy takeaway today, if you will, and it, it, it starts with Brandon's quick progression through the ultra distance ranks. Right, if if you remember, it was about sixteen months from first fifty k to first hundred miler, and and on the one hand, like that's a little ridiculous in my in my mind, like. Like, how often do I talk about being patient and, and stay in the course and building gradually? And I think that's that's invaluable for us as runners. But I think that the that it's also important to remember that especially once you maintain or once you reach a certain level of fitness, you know, and, and whether that's 50K, whether that's marathon, have like, I don't know where that line is. But once you get to a certain point, Kind of like Brandon said also that going farther is it's a lot mental and sure there's physical about it as well. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that, but if you, if you've got the mindset right and the base of fitness that's is there, you know, you can, you can push on pretty quickly, pretty quickly if that is something that you want to do. And so I, I guess my takeaway today is, is that you can make rapid progress, especially in terms of, of distance in the sport of running. It just requires, it requires a good, strong mind, but the important piece is that there's a good solid base there. Um, you know, if you think back, like he might not have ran for most of a decade between his first marathon and his second one, but he was doing other things, right? He was talking about being active and being an athlete and playing, you know, beach volleyball and, and a little bit of soccer here and there and this and that and the other, some basketball, yada, yada, yada. So there was still a solid base of fitness there and shoot back to, you know, soccer days, solid base of fitness. So, you know, it was a rapid progression, but it wasn't just 16 months in the making either. I think that's another important piece to remember. So when it comes to making progress in the sport, I guess the, the takeaway today is that you can go relatively quick, but there's also a lot to it. A lot more than just 16 months in a 16-month progression, if you will. 
So I don't know if that made any sense. Maybe that's just coach coach speak coming out. Um, but that was my takeaway that, that rapid progressions, especially in, into and through the ultra distance world. If that's something you want to do, it might just be closer to within your reach. than uh, maybe, maybe you might think, I don't know. Anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you're up for sharing it, I would love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email, of course, to Dizruns at gmail.com. And if you want to head over to the show notes for today, it's got some photos, of course, links, all the all the things as per usual. Dizruns.com slash eleven thirty two. Dizruns.com slash one one three two will get you back to the show notes for today. And there's that comment section down there at the bottom of the page. Feel free to type away to your little heart's content right there on the comments for today's episode. While you're over there, if you do head over to the show notes, you know, click that home button at the top of the page. It'll take you over to the homepage and get yourself entered into the giveaway. If you haven't done so already, what are you waiting for? The, the odds literally are never as good as they are right now. You know, I mean, like every month more people enter, which means that every month, you know, maybe the odds get, uh, you know, let's, let's talk math here. Every month, the more people enter, like the odds get a little bit, a little bit worse. So if you're automatically re-entered each month and you enter now, hey, this is this month will be your best chance to win. And then, you know, you have another chance next month, of course. But the odds are as much in your favor as ever as they are right now. So disruns.com slash giveaway. Get yourself entered to win a free 16 weeks, custom-made, weekly interactions. Like, again, it's the exact same level as what you'd pay for. You just don't have to pay for it. Um, or on the homepage, disruns.com. Either way, get yourself entered into the giveaway. And uh, whenever we pick the next winner at the start of the next month, may the odds be ever in your favor. All right? With that, let's wrap this one up. If you all enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit that share button. Always appreciate it when you do that. And uh, if you didn't enjoy it, but you're still listening, hey, thanks for, for... Hopefully you just enjoyed it. Maybe not enough to share it. But if you enjoyed it enough to share it, I'd appreciate you doing that. Uh, one way or the other, thank you for listening. I appreciate that for sure. And uh, y'all, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.